Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. Now, here's your host, Jay Garvin. segment is brought to you by Empire Title, Bill McAfee, your best of the best, Colorado Springs gold winner. Well, welcome radio and podcast listeners to the Antarctica area we call Colorado Springs and the cool. Pikes Peak region. I am Jay, the host right here of the Jay Garvin Show home and Mortgage Talk, and the first part of the year, all of January, is my favorite time in the studio, at the microphone, because we get to talk about the hopeful future of 2024. We get to talk about the review of 2023, because all the time, right in this studio, we predict and lay out the year and then review it as we go, and if I must say myself, I will, we have a pretty good track record. Understand, this is the studio and the show where in 2012, January of 2012, I launched the radio show with a passionate conversation with you about demographics and why it was time to buy real estate in Colorado Springs. Now, we know, all of us, what the last 10 years have brought us here in Colorado with the expansion here in the Pikes Peak region, with the almost unfathomable increase in real estate, equity, commerce, growth, everything. $150,000 home back in 2013 is now a $450,000 home, even in this high interest rate economy, riddled with inflation and question at the administration and the government levels. But we here locally like to keep it real. And if you're hearing my voice for the very first time, welcome. Matt and I going into our 12th year on the radio, closer to our 1,000th show than we are to our 500th. And you can contact me directly, and I encourage you to do so. It's going to be the best time and the best year to do so since 2018 over the last five years, and I'll explain why, going on the sixth year, 719-330-1457 is my phone number, and today... Without further ado and the drum roll, my conversation with you today is 2024, Colorado Springs and more expansion, growth, and change. I'm going to have an amazing guest with me, good friend, longtime partner, Jason Holmes, owner of the family-owned Rocky Mountain Climate. This is also the perfect time to have Jason in the studio, seeing that we're going to dip well below zero possibly even into the negative digits this next week. So we're going to talk about all things Colorado Springs, all things about the expansion projects going on, growth going on, and some of the change, a little bit of demolition along the way. But we're going to review all of that. I come to you from a perspective of a Colorado native by marriage. I've been here since 1996, which is crazy, going on 28 years. My wife and my children were born and raised here. We've lived in 
Colorado Springs that entire time. My wife was born and raised in Pueblo, and my children lived in three different houses, I guess actually four if you include rentals, right on the southwest side. It took us 17 years to go from our first home in Cheyenne Meadows down by Fort Carson where I was a soldier, retired in 2000 and then transferred into mortgage. And along the way, you and I have walked through a journey of not only mortgage talk, but also home talk. I have experience in purchasing, buying, and assisting you in all of the above with mortgage financing and real estate. Helped over 1,600 individuals and families over the last 25 years in mortgage and made the transition through an employee when I retired from the military at Top Gun Mortgage here right locally in Colorado, was headquartered in Englewood, and then started Garvin's Mortgage Group with my wife as a sole proprietor back in 2004. And then in 2011, we made the most amazing, unpredictable partnership ever with Churchill Mortgage. And that began my relationship, first distant and then close with Ramsey Solutions, Dave Ramsey and all of Ramsey Solutions personalities. Churchill Mortgage is headquartered and home office right in Brentwood, Tennessee. Now that is our home office where we are the only employee-owned mortgage company crossing the entire country, 49 states licensed, where I personally and my team are licensed in 17 different states. So if you need help with real estate, mortgage, refinance, mortgage, call me at 719-330-1457. The information that I get from this annual show is right out of the Gazette. They do a great service to kind of review all of the expectations that are to come in the next year. And I'm going to talk specifically about so many different subjects because 2024, we have changes in Banning Lewis, which is one of and the currently largest development and expansion annexation of Colorado Springs out to the east and southeast side. And then we also have downtown transformations, transformations with our north end and everything in between. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show, and we are going to start off with a bang right after these important messages. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage Jedi, Jay Garvin's. This segment brought to you by locally owned Rocky Mountain Climate, a family owned business. Hey, where's the beat? Well, thanks for sticking with me. I'm Jay Garvin's host of The Jay Garvin Show, and we're talking today about Colorado Springs in 2024. Different expansion projects, different growth and change, and also a real estate 
perspective going into 2024. If you look at the past, I stated in the first segment that 2024 is going to be one of the most hopeful years for growth, but more specifically real estate and affordability, attainability of houses since 2018. We've seen a lot of private and municipal projects over the last five years, probably most notable the City of Champions, we have all four phases or all four aspects of that project either totally complete or under construction. Of course, I just had a wonderful opportunity over the holidays to go to CC Hockey's new stadium on the grounds of their campus, and that is a two-pronged City for Champions project with Widener Field, which of course is primarily for switchbacks, hockey, but also concert events. And then I just read an article about the facility over at UCCS and the medical complex about how that is just completed its first profitable year compared to the expense and overhead, and that's the second part. And then the third part, of course, is the uh, Olympic and Paralympic Museum, which is done and complete, and they just changed some of the management structure of that. But it's very, very heartwarming to see the Welcome Center and... That entire project at the north end of town at the Air Force Academy underway. Those are projects, for the most part, that are complete. We will see the completion of the Welcome Center and the hotel in the project at the north end by the Air Force Academy. But what are some of the new projects under discussion? And, of course, the biggest one underway is Banning Lewis. There is going to be, and there already has been, some meetings at the city level about adjustments in that dramatic 20-plus thousand acre annexation of our city on the east-hand side. And that allows us to do measured growth. At the same time, city council and other private entities are doing their best to do what's called infill development. I could do a whole separate radio show on this, but when you take a portion of, say, South Academy East and you have unused land and you start to develop that, you already have your utilities your infrastructure with streets and everything else around it, it is more affordable to develop within the existing city infrastructure than it is for expansion. So I'm a big fan of that. But in Banning Lewis, some of the discussions and decisions are both good and bad. I think overall it's just a fantastic, great project. But as they're reconfiguring some of the requirements from the developers, you see the amount of open space, the amount of services, the amount of commercial real estate set aside is starting to minimize as expenses that flow with inflation are increasing. So the developers want more square footage and more acreage to sell for developments than the required development for parks, open spaces, and land set aside for commercial and municipal. Not only schools, but also your strip malls, your gas stations, hopefully some grocery outlets and so forth. And that, again, as I introduce that conversation, this is an entirely different and expanded radio show that I will go into, therefore kind of sharing the progressive outline of where we're going to go in 2024. But if you look at the specific projects inside the city, as I received from an article saying Colorado Springs and the expansion and improvements in 2024 that are expected, 
I really broke it down because we have a limited amount of show, and I want to get my guest, Jason Holmes, on here to see what in the world he's going to do for you and your furnace and HVAC during this cold spell. But probably the most notable progress that we're going to have, if you call it that in Colorado Springs, from a visual standpoint, is the 100-year-old Drake power plant right there at Cimarron and I-25 as an obstacle between the freeway and Widener Field. If you drive by there, it's very notable that they're already progressing through the demolition phase program. And a couple things here. Understand that that coal energy producing facility is 100 years old. Understand that they had voted with the utilities board, which is also the city council, that that power plant would be phased out by 2035. In 2020, they changed that and said, hey, we're going to amend that goal and say it's going to be done by 2023. Gone, shut down, and then a demolition project thereafter. And that 100-year-old plant now is going to be 95% gone by the end of 2024. Now, I'm not an energy guy, but I am observant. And if you see very closely, green energy is not going to 100% replace that power plant as evidence put in the not one but six natural gas towers smaller and closer to the freeway that have put in there for emergency reserves of power source and you've got a power grid station that's right there that's going to stay. So there's only going to be about 90 to 95% demolition and removal of that site but it is happening in phases and most notably are the actual smoke exhaust power stacks, the chimneys. And that is going to take place in stages three and four within the demolition. And they're already 95% of the way through phase one, which was to take out the lower coolers and most everything on that site at the north end. But you can give me a call at 719-330-1457, or you can go to the Gazette and actually look at review what the phases and stages of that are. It's going to progress to what's called a brown site, but it will be level if anybody ever is in their 40s or 50s like me and used to play Sim City when you would take a video instead of playing the video games of today of de Destroy and Destruction, I used to play a uh, virtual game called Sim City where you would build cities, you would build municipal areas, residential areas, and then you would watch the computer as you successfully put together a city, populate and move, and then I remember back then when your cities grew, we would do a touch and click and just eliminate a power plant from within the city limits and draw one out on the outer edges. Easier said and done on a video game in a real-life scenario, that's a pretty big project. But the second big occurrence that I see happening this year as a decision mid and late in September of last year was the formation of the Space Force. That was a generational shift for the Pikes Peak region. In fact, I was going to sell one of my houses in Divine Redeemer, which is a small neighborhood in central Colorado Springs on the corner of Union and Uenta, just southwest of that by the Olympic Training Center in Boulder Park. But literally, while I was listing a house in that area that I've owned for years, it's one of the five that I have here in town, I took it off 
the multiple listing system MLS and put a renter in there because with the decision of the Space Force, uh, not only does that immediately bring two to 400, but up to 4,000 jobs and expansion. I'm a true believer, even though there's nothing written in stone, that there's going to be an entire Air Force base created because I personally don't believe Peterson Air Force Base and the new buildings that they're going to build to house that can sustain the growth. But some of the things that's happening with the Space Force this year is specifically an expansion into a new single component Space Force, and there's more to come on that. That means it's going to open more jobs to part-time and full-time individuals. You're going to start to have the growth of the autonomous Space Force component, just like the Air Force used to operate in and before World War II as one of the Army Air Corps components of the Army. The Space Command and the Space Force used to be a component of the Air Force. This year we're going to see a very visual transition into a single component Space Force. Now this, again, I'm telling you, is going to be an entire radio show and podcast coming from this microphone at KRDO within the year, but it's so important to touch upon what we're going to talk about. And the third component in my conversation and in the Gazette's review of ongoing projects are going to be well-anticipated projects that are going to start to complete and start to develop the south end of Colorado Springs, and I say south of Cimarron, and these include two specific projects, developments, downtown buildings, and the first one is going to be called 30 West. Now, this is going to be approximately on the corner of Cimarron and Sawatch, kind of across from Switchback Stadium, and this one makes a lot of sense to me because they're approved, they're going to break ground in 2024, they're stating that it's going to take until 2026 to complete it. But from my perspective, this is a logical addition to the South End, just like Widener Field was, just like the Olympic and Paralympic Museum was. It's a multi-purpose building. I believe that it's a 12-story, which is interesting. Rather than having underground parking in these 12 stories, the First story will be retail, but then above that, you'll have several floors of above-ground parking. That's not only going to serve the building for the retail on the first floor, just like you would drive into a mall parking lot that was elevated like Park Meadows or Cherry Creek, but also the office space, which is the next remaining floors of this office building, and then it'll be topped off with a component of a roof-level restaurant, and then during the weekends or holidays when this parking's not being used, it helps facilitate downtown parking for Widener Field and everything like that. But the second component to that south end of the Colorado Springs is a new building that I believe we've had discussion. It's called the Vela Parkview Building, and this is a 36-story building, my friends, if you haven't heard about it, and this is solely apartment living, 497 units, and this 36-story building is going to be, as they propose it, which I believe this will be amended, you heard it here first to be recorded, is 20-plus stories taller than the largest building in our city. So the only other project that we have is the Sunset 
Theater, the amphitheater, north off of Voyager Parkway, and this is finally going to be a state-of-the-art concert venue. So don't go anywhere. After the break, I'm going to talk about more things in real estate, more things in weather, and most of all, have a fun conversation with a good friend of mine, Jason Holmes, the owner of a family-owned business right here in town, Rocky Mountain Climate. We'll be back right after these important messages. Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk. Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m. Here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m. and 92.5 FM. We're back now. Here's Jay Garvin's. This segment is brought to you by Arrow Moving and Storage. You can count on You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show, where all hour I'm talking about all things Colorado Springs, expansion projects, growth, focused measures of what we need to do in 2024. Housekeeping. And with the weather and the timing of the year, it's the absolute best time to invite in one of my good friends and partners, Jason Holmes of Rocky Mountain Climate, my friend. Welcome to Frosty Weatherland. Frosty weather. Frosty weather. Nice here we cold. are on Saturday. Nice and cold. But I'm looking at the uh, weather right here. And next week, my friend, I mean, we're looking at things right now where we've got Colorado Springs at our location that, God, as we speak, it's 26 degrees outside. Well, the, the high today is 26, but right now, I mean, I'm looking at mine at 14 degrees. This is Fahrenheit, a good 20 degrees below freezing. You guys at Rocky Mountain Climate and your technicians are just running around like chickmunks with their heads cut off. With their heads cut off. <laughs> along. The, the, the chickens have already frozen, but the chickmunks are still running. My daughter yesterday going to school saw a bobcat in the neighborhood, and I'm like, that bobcat needs to get back in its den. It's a little, <laughs> it's a little cold out there. But you guys oh. are just going 24-7 with your technicians to keep Colorado Springs warm. I'm telling you right now, there. you guys could use another technician or two, couldn't you? Oh, we definitely could. So if you're listening right now, I can speak for Jason, an amazing family-owned HVAC company. His parents started it. Now he, his sister Frankie, and brother Steve run it. And if you want a great family, small business feel where you're not stuck in the corporate quagmire, call Jason. What number do you want to give for this if someone's interested in working with you? You can call me directly at 719-242-1216. You can also call the office at 719-629-8686. Okay, so one more time, say it slow, your cell phone, because someone's going to call you today. I know so many of you driving trucks, technicians out there in the cold. Call Jason if you're interested in a career change at... 719-242-1216. And you and I were talking before about the difference of HVAC and boilers. Mm -hmm. uh, I know we don't have the specific numbers, but of all the residential units you've 
serviced. What percent? Marlo and I have five properties here in town and two have boilers. Right. So what percent of boilers do you think is out there? One in ten properties? What would be your guess? It's territorial, really. Because the southwest end, of course, right. the old houses, of course. Right. So it's territorial, but it can't be more than 10% because there's nothing up north. Yeah, there's not a whole lot. Up north is where you actually up north, like Monument area, you'll see a lot more of them. Woodland Park area, you see quite a bit of them. Sure. Here, central Colorado Springs, yeah, you're probably right, maybe 10%. And it's interesting, my parents built their dream home actually in the north end Eagle Ridge Pueblo in 2000 or 1999, and it has a boiler in it. Yeah. And it's expensive to put it in, but they last. I mean, people do it because they're reliable, they last, and they don't budge too much on these sub-zero weathers. Right, right. Yeah, and what about... Businesses. Businesses are doing forced air. I'm in an old building downtown, and it's a boiler in the Sun Plaza, but 95% buildings must be HVAC. Yeah, there's older buildings, yeah, a lot of boilers. Mm-hmm. Um, newer ones, yeah, they go more mini-split, traditional central. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And explain to people what a mini-split is, both for air conditioning and heat. What is a mini-split? mini-split is a ductless system heat pump. Okay. So it runs a outdoor unit's similar to an air conditioning unit outdoor. Like a compressor outdoor, a right. smaller and one. Right, and it's a heat pump setup that has a line set that goes into the house to a cartridge that goes on the wall. Okay, like and those like large rectangular yes, units yes. that will go up right. on the wall. And is that run by gas or electric? By electric. It's electric. Yes. Oh, that's why that yes. incentive for those heat pumps, because all of the uh, I Love Green yep. government incentives <laughs> have promoted those heat pumps. Right. And that's really a fancy way for a mini split. Right, right. And, well, with the mini split, too, we're talking about boilers, is a lot of houses, offices, buildings that have boiler systems generally don't have ducting systems. And, and they don't, so it's difficult to impossible to get air conditioning. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so that's where you see that, not only in your small parts or automotive shops, you right. know, where you got a garage and an office that's hot right. as all get out unless you do that, but now people are supplementing them in their houses. The first time I've seen them is up in Woodland Park. Yeah, yep. They've got their boiler, they got their furnace, it's usually warm but not warm enough to have an air conditioner, but they might put it on the second floor in a master suite or right. something. Yep. Sure. Yeah, we do a lot of that, too, with a lot of homes in the northeast side of Colorado Springs. They decided one year that they wanted to put all the master bedrooms above the the garage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's like having a heated floor underneath you. Yeah. And, and, I mean, you could put the biggest air conditioner in the house in the world you want. It's still not going to satisfy the old lady. Yeah, not in so, that place. So not that's, in a... Yeah, square footage over that's, a garage. That's well, we did it with your house. Oh, absolutely. But but we did a central system. But we, you know, the put it in the second floor. Exactly. And now that I'm building an integrated ADU off of my viewing deck, that whole component, that 400 square foot room, is going to have a mini split both for heat yep. and air conditioning. Yep. But in the weather that we're in right now, as people are listening, if they're getting grumbles and poor put out from their furnaces, what are some simple things that they can do during the storm, during the cold spell that we have? What are some things some individuals can do before we finish the segment to spark that, like change filters? I mean, what, what should we do now that we're coming in this entire week with sub-zero weather, other than calling you, which they can to have their unit serviced, what can they do to help facilitate this unbearably cold weather? Change filters is key. 
airflow. Keep, yep, keeping up on services on your on your furnace, definitely. Do you uh, recommend that they turn it off and vacuum it, or that's something that one of your service leave guys... Leave that to us. Yeah. Leave that to us, because there's And it's affordable. That, your service calls are how much? Yeah, $125. I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's the best $125 that you'd spend. So, great. In yep. the final minutes, I get so nervous. You've got some questions <laughs> there. You and Matt are all excited. I'm like on pins hmm. and needles. At least hit one of these questions, and if it's bad, I'm going to answer it slow so we can't get to the last one. What's your first question there, Senior Jason? Question number one, if your heater breaks, what can you expect? A, you're cold. B, you're afraid you're going to need a new heater. C, you may have to go to a hotel until it's fixed. Or D, all the above. Okay, last time this happened to me in the summer, we went to a hotel because we didn't have air conditioning. <laughs> but this is the winter. You know, you get a space heater, but what was A again? You're cold. What's B? Uh, you're afraid you're going to need a new heater. Well, I think you need a new heater. What's the correct answer? D, all the above. Call Rocky Mountain Climate. Oh, you said all of the above, <laughs> but you didn't say call Rocky Mountain Climate. Okay, so no, call I just added that part. Rocky that was off Mountain Climate because they can help you. And, yep. and Steve and your guys, they're honest. They give you great advice, and they don't steer you towards a new unit or anything else. But, okay, what's yep. the second one? We've got okay. to, we've got time. Last okay. one. If you have a heater inspection, A, you get to meet a total stranger today. A friend. A new friend. A okay. new friend. And if you have dementia, you get to meet them over and over again. Oh, no, he didn't. Exactly. What's, <laughs> what's B? B? B, you may repair something before it breaks. Okay. Uh, C, there's less chance of a large breakdown. Okay. Or D, all the above. All of the above. Because Rocky Mountain Climate gets to come to your house, and Matt gave us the victorious ding, 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 That's ding. right. We won That's it. That's right. Yep. Well, in the last minute here, my friend, share with me, and most importantly, our radio listeners, because I'm very serious when I'm saying this. This is perfect. You do not want to call after hours. How can they get a hold of you to get a service on that unit right now as soon as possible? Call the ladies at the office at 719-629-8686 um, and set that service up. Yep, and I'm coming to you folks from a perspective that of my houses, he's already, the five I had, he's already put three units in. We're going to put a second unit this winter after it starts to warm up in March and April. Give Jason and his team a call at Rocky Mountain Climate. One more time, how they can get a hold of Ashley and Frankie. 719-629-8686. And the last plea there, if you are a contractor, you have some experience with HVAC, call Jason personally at... At 719-242-1216. I'd love to talk to you. Absolutely, and it's a great group of people to work with. He just got a brand new building and shop facility out in central Colorado Springs. So don't go anywhere. I'm going to continue the conversation about Colorado Springs expansion projects and more right after these important messages.
Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage best friend, Jay Garvin's. We want to pop you up. Well, thanks for sticking with me. I am in the last segment of today's show called Colorado Springs 2024 Expansion, Growth, and Change. And we talked about demolitions of the Drake Power Plant. We talked about the City for Champions and how that's in its final phase with the Air Force Welcome Center and its construction underway. We talked about several buildings right downtown, both the 30 West which is a 12-story multi-purpose building that's going up on the corner of Cimarron and Sawatch, and then this proposed Vela Park View, which is this crazy 36-story, 497-apartment high-rise. I mean, 20-plus stores higher. It's going to stick out like the big finger in the south end of Colorado Springs. And then, of course, the Sunset Amphitheater that's going up off of Voyager Parkway. But what about... The real estate residential side, and I'm telling you, 2024, if you're listening, two things in 2024 that I want you to really listen closely. So much so, one of these, I'm going to launch an advertising that says 2024 is going to be the year that you listening, if you have credit card or other debt that is referred to as unsecured, you know, things like installment loans, things like educational student loans, even some car loans, but not a lot, but definitely credit cards, that you will have to consolidate that debt in 2024. And that's because you have record equity in your house. Every single American homeowner has an average of $200,000 of equity. There is over $44 trillion worth of real estate, residential, single-family, duplex, fourplex, residential real estate in the United States. And there is almost $30 trillion, almost two-thirds of that people cover in equity. Now, the reason that is is 40% of all the people right here in El Paso County own their homes outright. My wife and I have four of them in town right here that we own outright. So that's where a good chunk of the equity comes. But $30 trillion, you're sitting on an average of $200,000 of equity in your house. And if you have more than $10,000 of credit card debt, folks, that's at 25% average interest rate. And if you make the minimum payment on your credit card, it's going to take you 28 years just to pay off that ten grand. And at 25%, people are going to find solutions to consolidate and decrease the time it takes you to pay it off, the term, and the interest rate that you pay off to hold it. And that's going to come through fixed second mortgages that I have in the single digits, 8 or 9%. That's Some of you, at 8%, that's a third of what you're paying in credit card interest, and it's tax deductible as a homeowner. See second mortgages line of equity, the interest that you pay to the bank, say you pay $10,000 and you're taxed at a 25% tax bracket, you're going to get $2,500 of the $10,000 in interest you paid back because of your tax bracket. Also, there are HELOCs. 
I don't think it's going to happen, but Jay Powell announced in early December that he can anticipate 0 to 0.75% decrease in the Fed funds rate, and that means three-quarters of a point decrease potentially in the prime interest rate. That means your credit cards could go down a little, but line of equities on your second mortgage, standalone line of equities, you call me at 719-330-1457 because I'm telling you, in 2023, it doesn't matter whether you're a builder, a real estate agent, or a mortgage lender. Collectively, we're just glad 2023 is behind us because interest rates went up. My refinance business just stopped in an abrupt halt. Builders, building permits, we're off like 25% from 2022, 50% from 2021. There's no inventory out there because builders don't want to go into debt because we don't know what's going to happen because since Jerome Powell made the announcement that he may decrease interest rates, guess what, folks? We had the December surprise. Inflation threshold went up again after three months. There's no way in the world they are going to lower prime interest rate, let alone the Fed fund interest rate, if inflation starts to sneak up again. Now, I think some of that has to do with the holiday, but also the extra employment that they reported is because of seasonal holiday work as well. My son went back to work at the Broadmoor during his break. So the reason that I think that 2024 is going to be the best year for you to potentially purchase since 2018, I'm going to get into the details of it next week with Bill McAfee, but folks, houses did not lose value generically across the board in Colorado Springs in 2023. The median price of a home laid flat for the year. It lost tremendously in the first quarter and mid-year. It then got flat in the fourth quarter. Median house prices were up 3% a month. In the average home price, it's up 1% to 2%. That's when interest rates are in the sevens. Now that they're in the sixes, if they go to the fives, we're going to have multiple offers on a property contract by 2025. So if you are thinking of owning a home in the next 12 to 36 months, you want to call me immediately at 719-330-1457 to get a strategy. It's going to be a great year for purchasing. My wife and I are purchasing another house in 2024 Regardless, whether you do or not, I'm just someone at the microphone that's tracked this since 2012 on the air and another five years to eight years before that. So now is your time. It's going to be the best time in five years since 2018 because rates went up and people got a little bit shy of buying in 2018 before rates tremendously decreased in 2019 through 21. And it primarily drives the market. So the big takeaway, my friends, is you want to make sure that 2024 is going to be a year that you make a purchase in a new home or refinance and get rid of that unsecured debt. Call me at 719-330-1457. I'd love to help you. And as I state at the end of every show, go grow and prosper. Tell someone close to you that you love them because that's all that matters in the end, not the interest rate, not the house. Just your loved ones and your memories. Have a great week. Look forward to talking with you same time next Saturday or Sunday. You've been listening to The Jay Garvin Show. Sing a song for the broken hearted. 
The proceeding was a paid program on KRDO News Radio. KRDO News Radio does not confirm nor deny the validity or accuracy of the information contained in this program. And the views expressed do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff and management of KRDO News Radio. It's my-